And welcome once again to another edition of A Plain Answer here at Redeemer Broadcasting. I'm Dan Elmendorf. On the phone line with us today is Dr. Dana Chang. She is Senior Editor of China News, The Epic Times. Dana, it's an honor to have you on with us today. Thank you for inviting me. Um, we talked with you some time back about the subject of the coronavirus, and um, you're very familiar with it, and you also originally came from the Wuhan area. So uh, we wanted to touch base with you again and uh, kind of get an update uh, about the virus. And um, just to start off, has it been spreading, and uh, how many countries are affected? Uh, it, it has been uh, spreading, and even the uh, communist uh, official admit that it's not reaching the turning point yet. Uh, especially recently, we have heard that in prisons um, and in like among medical doctors, a lot of people have been infected, and so. Doctors from different provinces have been going to Wuhan and try to control the situation there. Um, they sent um, about 170,000 doctors and nurses going to Wuhan. Wow, that's a so lot. From, from, that, from that number, you can see that how many people have been um, infected. In fact, Two-thirds of people cannot get uh, care by hospitals and doctors. So two-thirds of people died in their homes. That's what we got when we had a conversation with people in funeral homes. Oh, dear. Oh, what a sad state of affairs. Um, how does, um, what have you heard from people when they, when they get the virus um, what does it look like? What happens to their body? Um, it's almost like someone drowned in water. That's what we heard. Oh. Um, and so someone slowly died in that way. And that virus also attacks heart. So someone can walk on the street and just drop. That. You know, uh, that I'm glad you mentioned that because early on I saw some little snippets where people had recorded um, folks with this virus just dropping over in the middle of a street, and that and it was terrible. So when we talk with um, people working in funeral homes, uh, we heard that the, the funeral homes usually. Uh, operate only four hours a day, but now they are operating 24 hours. Oh, my. Um, so at the initial stage, like um, a month ago, um, Wuhan need more doctors. So doctors from different provinces going to Wuhan and Hubei province. But later on, the second wave was funeral home workers from different provinces going to Wuhan. So imagine how many people died. It's about 15 to 20 times 
the number official announced. Ah, gotcha. And I guess there's reasons why the communist government does not want to level with us and be more transparent as to the number of people dying. I I assume that they're kind of not too free with the information. Well, they control all the media, all the social media, and everything people talk about. So um, when people try to record some real case and put it on the social media, they can be taken away by police. Yes. So nobody talk about it, even among their friends. They cannot talk about like, oh, I have a family member, I have a relative that infected or died. So even people in the same building and same community, they want, they like to know whether anyone in our building or in our next door had infected or had died. They couldn't get that information. That's to protect themselves. That's necessary information to protect themselves. Yes. But they cannot get that information. So people are saying transparency is like a sunshine. It can help people to, you know, protect themselves. Sure. But, you know, that's not the case in, in, in China. And right now, the medical doctors, what we found that medical doctors have greatly been infected. Um, in the one hospital, Hubei People's Hospital, uh, 500 people that include doctors and their families got infected. They couldn't even get a bed in the hospital. Oh, dear. This is so serious. A military official. And in fact, there's a military college in Wuhan. They got notice. January 2nd, that's like uh, 20 days before Wuhan got locked down. Hmm. So 20 days before ordinary people know there's a virus transmitting human to human, this military college already had noticed that they got their door and do not want outside people to come to their college. So the central government, the high official, they know, they started to protect their military force way before they notify the public. And, but we have heard that um, in Hubei, in Hubei, although they got information very tightly, but 20 days ago, we already saw a report that 10 military um, personnel have been infected. And uh, so uh, 1,500 people, they have been in isolation. And now it developed to the point that um, police had a lot of infections. So different departments start to send the police to Wuhan to help. Well, um, um, yeah. what about... Um the question that comes to mind, one of the questions is, where did this virus come from? Um, and um, any any new information since we last talked about maybe where this virus came from? Um, 
because the way uh, Communist Party like uh, covered information is very hard to verify and found evidence. But people find it very strange that the virus is a hybrid of uh, SARS and HIV. So it's a hybrid of what again? What's those two? SARS. SARS is a disease that is a virus that spread 17 years ago in China. SARS. And HIV, that's AIDS. Yep. So it's a hybrid of those two. Wow. Right. Um, Now, what's your your feeling? Where did it come from? Um, You know, that's... um, it's very hard to find evidence, but <laughs> no one can approve, right? No one approved. This is this can be naturally developed, but you know that it's very hard to approve. But right now, the most critical thing is, um, the CCP official is very worried about economy, so they start to lower down the daily infected number and daily less. Uh, death number to give people a feeling that it's under control and it's okay and they want people to go back to work. Mm. Then going back to work is a big risk. If another big wave of infection happens, then it can be a disaster to the whole world. Oh, yeah. The covering information is not just like hurting Chinese people. No, it's so true. And, and um, there's uh, reports now that South Korea uh, has reported hundreds of new infections. Uh, Iran, um, some people have died in Iran from this virus. And now Italy is seeing a spike in cases. So um, this appears to be spreading. Right. It's in... Um um, Japan, there are a lot uh-huh. of infections. Japan, Korea, and um, I have heard on the social media that the people can still find a way to travel from China to the United States mm-hmm. without, <laughs> without much, you know, uh, checking. So I wonder how uh, we execute, you know, the system execute the right. order that, yeah. Right, and there's a there's a certain amount of time that a person who may have been exposed really has to be kept apart and monitored before they can safely enter back into society. Any any word on that? Um so right now um it's required that anyone who comes from China um, should be isolated for 14 days. 14 days is a um, standard number of days. Mm-hmm. But doctors have found out that there are some people who go with beyond like 24 days or 27 days. Oh, really? That show no symptom, but later on developed. So while they show no symptom, they can be a source for transmitting to others. That's the danger. Oh, yeah. So it could be up to 27 days now. Well, they are longer. 
24, 27, and there are people who were even like longer time. Oh, that's uh, it's very, very troubling. Um, for people living in the states where we have not yet seen uh, a virus in our area, are there any precautions that they should take? Um, I, I think people should follow the news. Uh, the true information is very hard to, to get out of China. People should follow the news. And uh, if there are people who have traveled to China, I hope they care about the community and really stay home for a while before going out. Yeah. Um, I've heard, yeah, I've heard the people coming and then staying with families and, and their family member going out to work, you know, if there are any infection, it can be serious. Yeah, sure. Um, I also heard a, a news item, I think, uh, from, I think it was from John Stone Street. He was repeating a news item he had heard about Christian healthcare workers that are heading into the area to help those infected by the virus. And um, that involves um, a certain bravery and certainly Christian love, I would think, um, going into an area that is struck with this. Have you heard about any Christians going in to, to help others as, as health care workers? Oh, I don't have that information. I have heard that uh, infection had happened in church in Asia, like other countries. Right, right. Well, uh, it's certainly something to keep an eye on. Now, today we're talking with Dr. Dana Chang, and she is senior editor of China News, the Epic Times. And Dana, can you take us back to the very early days and tell us just a little bit? Um, you you lived in Wuhan for a while as in part of your life uh, early on. Can you tell us about that at all? Um, I was born and uh, raised in Wuhan. I grew up there. I, it's a city of 11 million people, very big. It's a big industrial center. Um, it's like Chicago in the United States. It's a big transportation hub. Uh, if Wuhan is locked down, the transportation between southern China and northern China becomes very difficult Yes, uh, because there's a big river. Um, Wuhan for a long time has been the base for military equipment uh, manufacturers. So one of the cities that got uh, near Wuhan, which is also in Hubei province called Siyan, that produce, that they manufacture like military uh, trucks. Mm, it's been locked down. So the infection to military is a big threat to this party. Yeah. And we have uh, seen report that um, even um, the Navy, they are, they have canceled a lot of activities and one captain in the Navy has been in isolation. Um, and, and another thing that really got people like nervous, got actually uh, communist official nervous, is Xicheng District in Beijing, 
where Zhongnan High and top official work, um, there are infections in Xichen district. So that's at the heart of, you know, um, the the office base of the very top officials. Now these workers that have to be there, uh, working in the hospitals, trying to help people that have been infected, they certainly try to protect themselves. And uh, what measures do they take to protect themselves? Mm, they have they have like protecting suits. Uh, it try to cover their whole body, and and they have face mask and uh, glasses and and hat. Um, it's very sad that the um, hospitals in Wuhan have appealed to the general public for donation of supply. They are they are like material and supply donated from around the world. At the beginning, it all went to Red Cross. I mean, Red Cross in China in Wuhan. They piled up all the same material there. They first gave those material to uh, officials, not medical doctors. So medical doctors have been like uh, wearing diapers. They cannot go to uh, a restroom and that way they have to change a, a suit, a protection suit, and they are short of suit. So they are really short of supplier and they are there have been so much donation from the world, but because of this system, it's not efficiently delivered to them. Along the way, it can go to police, it can go to, to uh, like uh, officials. Uh, medical doctors do not get the right share of their supplies. Oh, that's, that's tragic. And so that's, again, because of the communist system? Yeah, yes. Oh, uh, it's always it's the reality. It has always been this way that top officials they get the best resource, yes. not ordinary people, including those medical doctors. Yes. Now this this virus um, apparently is very contagious. Um, if medical workers have to get dressed up in a full protection suit, a face mask, glasses, goggles, a hat. Uh, that implies that this thing is is very contagious, right? Yes, yes. And so there was a shortage of face mask. Um, ironically, there's a small town outside Wuhan. That's the center of manufacture face masks. Uh, these and they export to other countries too. So China is the major base for producing face masks and supply all around the world. Um, however, when this Wuhan virus starts to spread, there's a shortage everywhere. So different provinces have to send trucks with military force to fight for face masks. They go directly to the factory to catch face masks. Oh, boy. Um, and that was the like um, the first wave of shortage. And the second wave was funeral body bags. And we have got information that one factory had an urgent order for one million funeral body bags. Did, did you say one million? 
Yeah, one million. Oh, that's a lot of body bags. Uh, we have seen the video that one body bag, they put three children in it. Oh, because my. Because of shortage, shortage of body bag, funeral body bag. Well, this is, uh, this is very serious there in China. Um, one simple question that comes up, uh, it may be a selfish question, but it's a good one. Uh, how do I keep myself and others safe? Uh, how would you answer that question? How would I keep myself and others safe? Well, um, I think uh, as a country, we should guard our border better. Gotcha. If it's yeah, we should we should really guard our border. Well. So in China, right, everywhere you go, um, to to a, a train station, to a bus station. I mean, most of the bus and train have been shut down. But you you go to on the highway, or you enter a city, or you go to your community, or even to the front door of your building, there's someone to check your body. Like there's right. a quick way to check the temperature, everyone is checked. And in Taiwan and uh, Korea, everybody going through the custom, they have to check your temperature and, and check. But here in the United States, I have not heard that. And people are well, shocked. Oh, enter America this way. Well, it seems like we're opening ourselves wide open to a pandemic occurring here if we're not going to be more careful. Well, um, tell us a little bit more about yourself after um, after you were born and raised in Wuhan, and today we're talking with Dr. Dana Chang. Um, how did you end up in the United States? Um, oh, I came here like 13 years ago on full scholarship for a PhD program in physics. Um, when I was growing up, when I was growing up, Mm, the only thing we we could hear is uh, communist uh, media and communist propaganda. We were told that uh, Taiwan people live in hunger and they beg on street, and American people live in hunger, they beg on street, and only communist party can feed us. <laughs> wow. <laughs> That's how we grew oh, up. Oh, wow, that was just an outright lie. And later on, um, uh, and, you know, U.S. and China start to build a uh, relationship, a formal relationship. And so I was one of the first groups, I would say, like the three, that uh, a few years after we opened up, we could apply the, for the um scholarship and and uh, and come to the college here and uh, I was uh, very lucky to to got this scholarship for a PhD program yes and yeah. and what what line of study did you take in physics what in in particular um solid state physics oh yes very good that's an excellent area well, it's, um, it's been a lot of fun to talk with you today. Our guest has been Dr. Dana Chang. Um, she was born and raised in Wuhan, uh, the exact area in China where this terrible virus has broken out. And uh, the Chinese Communist Party um, 
is not very free with information. They're not being transparent. And the downside of that is that it causes the virus to spread even faster. And um, if anything that they're transparent with, it's their own military giving them heads up. And so it's a very serious problem. And now the virus has spread to other countries. And uh, Dana, thank you so very much for giving us an update on this virus. And is there anything else you'd like to add before we go today? On the freedom here is so precious. You know, to someone who grew up in China in the communist system, this uh, freedom is doubly precious. Uh, that's why I joined the media and worked in the media for, you know, for many years. Well, that's a, that's a good testimony, really, because you probably could have made a lot more financially uh, of being a, a research physicist working for a large company, but you're so concerned for the freedom of America that we maintain this freedom. Uh, you've become the senior editor of China News for the Epic Times, and um, that way you're serving your fellow man. So, Dana, thank you very much. We appreciate it. Thank you for inviting me. And, dear listener, please join us next week for another edition of A Plain Answer. 